You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, episode 49. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you a story. A story about how I addressed my husband's back pain with a blend that I bought for a whole different purpose. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hi, friends. This is Liz Fulcher. Thank you for spending some time with me in your earbuds today as we share another episode of the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. This probably won't be a very long episode, but the experience I had was too good not to share with you and too long to insert into a regular podcast as a smell my life. So it may just be a quick little episode, but I think you'll enjoy it. So let me start by telling you a little bit about my husband and why he has back pain. James wears a lot of hats. Of course, he's a dad and a husband, importer of copper stills, and he's also a master carpenter and a construction supervisor. And he's done that work for nearly 40 years. And what that means is for four decades, he's been using his body really hard. He lifts things, he builds, repairs. He's extremely skilled and can really do a lot. As a result, of course, he has chronic back pain. Without going into the long history, he's had loads of tests. And the bottom line is it seems that this issue really is muscular, which is such great news. We know that he does not need surgery. The two modalities that seem to give him the fastest relief are massage therapy and chiropractic adjustments. And he will not take any medication other than over-the-counter painkillers like Advil or Tylenol, which we have here in the States. Okay, that's the first part of the story, all about his back. Now I'm going to tell you about this blend that I bought. I was shopping in a local health food store recently, and when I placed my items on the counter to pay, I noticed that they were diffusing an essential oil blend that I'd never seen before. It's the only health food store in my community, and so I go in there quite a lot. And I know that they carry one brand of essential oils that you commonly find in health food stores in the States. The family that owns the store, they're always diffusing something when I go in there, and often I can recognize it. I I don't really pay that much attention. But on this day, they were diffusing something that kind of caught my attention, immediately caught my, my aromatic attention because it smelled really nice. Here in the States, Americans go crazy in the autumn for things that smell like clove and cinnamon and spicy, things like that. And this blend had that kind of an aroma. So I picked up the bottle that was next to the diffuser. I looked at it and it was called, surprise, surprise, pumpkin spice. Everything's pumpkin spice in the autumn. Coffee, pumpkin spice cookies, pumpkin spice candles. Anyway, so I was intrigued. I turned the bottle over, read the ingredients, which were tangerine, sweet orange, cinnamon, cardamom, nutmeg, ginger, and clove bud. 
So it really was a gorgeous blend and just a very cozy, comforting, warming, spicy aroma. And by the way, those of you listening, if you are outside of the United States, I'm curious if your country also embraces the aromas of cinnamon and clove and spices in the autumn, or is that just an American thing? I bet the Canadians um, have that practice as well, and I'm curious about other countries. Just let me know. I, I'm interested. You can write to me, Liz at aromaticwisdom.com, or go to the website to the contact page and just send me a quick note. I'm very curious about that. All right, back to my story. I was in a particularly good mood this day and feeling particularly fall-ish and really enjoying this blend. So I decided to purchase it to diffuse at home and also to add to a spray bottle with water and alcohol to wipe down surfaces because I know that the essential oils in that blend not only have an aroma that smells like the fall, but there are also essential oils that are antibacterial, antiviral, and I know for a fact that the company that produces these oils, the oils are fine, but I know they're not, they don't GCMS test them, or at least they don't make that available to the public. Sometimes I will try to reproduce an oil that I buy uh, using my own GCMS tested oils, and I can usually get pretty close. Okay, so I got home, put the pumpkin spice blend in the diffuser, just really enjoyed it. A couple of days later, James was holding his back the way people do when their back hurts. And I said, come on, I'm going to heat my hot stones. I want you to get on the massage table and I'm going to massage your back and his neck and that area that hurt. It's all down the center of his back and lower back in particular. I heated my hot stones. And then I sort of had this flash about that pumpkin spice blend. And I thought, you know, the oils that are in there might really be helpful for warming and reducing the pain. So I looked at the ingredient list again and kind of went through one by one and thought about the components that I know exist in those oils and their therapeutic properties. All right, I'm going to give you the ingredients again, and I'm going to tell you the therapeutic properties about each of those oils, just kind of an overview without going too deep into the chemistry. And you'll understand why immediately I thought, whoa, I need this for his back. Cinnamon bark, Cinnamomum zelanicum, is analgesic, warming, and rubefacient. It is one you have to be careful with, but as long as the essential oil is well diluted, which I always dilute, and I'll tell you about that in here in a second. So cinnamon bark is terrific. Cardamom, Aletaria cardamomum, has properties that make it analgesic and anti-inflammatory. One of the components is 1-8-cineol, which we've talked to, I've talked about in other episodes, uh, making it very analgesic, so great for pain. Nutmeg, Maristica fragrance, analgesic, anti-inflammatory, antispasmodic, and warming. Ginger, you can guess already that it's going to be warming. Uh, Zingiber officinale, analgesic, anti-inflammatory, antispasmodic, rubefacient, and warming. Rubefacient means that it brings blood to the surface, so it's great for circulation as well. Clove bud, eugenia caryophyllis, is high in eugenol, making it both analgesic, extremely analgesic, I mean almost numbing, it also makes it one they have to be super careful with as well, 
the cinnamon and clove butter, what we call hot oils, which means they can be incredibly irritating if they're not well diluted. Uh, let's see what else. Analgesic, anti-inflammatory, also rubefacient and warming. The oils that I that I mentioned initially, which are probably in the highest quantity on the ingredient list, uh, were tangerine and sweet orange. The citrus oils are monoterpenes, and they are very tiny little molecules, or they contain little molecules. And the monoterpenes are really nice to add to a blend that you're using specifically for topical, for pain and warming and things like that. Because one of the things that the citrus oils do is they, they're drivers. They drive the rest of the essential oils into the tissue. So hearing that list, can you see why I thought, the heck with a pretty autumn smell, this needs to go for pain. So after my stones heated up, I keep them in a crock pot with water and they get, uh, they get pretty warm. Um, James was on his belly and I proceeded to do the massage. And when I when I really started to work on his back, I then added the blend. Now I took the blend, added it to carrier oil. Now trauma oil would have been good. I just use jojoba and I made it at a 10%, which is very high because I was using it in a very small area and I would never do head to toe with anything, 10%, not even lavender. But this particular blend, it was a big gun for a big purpose. Uh, used hot stones on his back. I use hot stones like tools where I actually massage with the stones. And that also helps, the heat also helps to drive the essential oils into the tissue. When that part was done, I covered him with a blanket and I put more hot stones on his back so the heat would penetrate. And he stayed like that for a while and he was very relaxed, very calm at this point. When he got up later and, and was moving around, he must have said at least three times throughout the day, my back really feels great. Whatever's in that blend, whatever you did today, do that every time. <laughs> and I would have to say, now, by the next day, his back hurt again. And it, this is not anything that's a cure-all. It's not going to, now his back doesn't hurt anymore. But it gave him relief and it gave him some extended relief. He had he was pain-free. This was on a Sunday, so I was with him the whole day. And I did this late morning. But so he was pain-free for the rest of the day, and his back didn't really start feeling owie again until the evening. So we were both thrilled. So it may have it was probably the combination, the massage, the heat, but also that blend. So you know I'm going to keep using that on his back, and what I'm going to do is just make my own stock bottle using the same essential oils. So you see, you never know where healing is going to come from. And this is another reason why I stress to my students and I stress to you, my listeners, really get to know your oils, know their therapeutic properties, study their chemistry, because you never know when you may come across a blend that although it's for one purpose or it's sold for one purpose, it can be used for something else. And you only know that if you're really familiar with the ingredients. I sure hope you found that helpful or the very least entertaining. I'm going to end the episode a little shorter than usual without Smell My Life or Ask Liz, because today is the 20th wedding anniversary of my marriage to James Vulture, and we'll be going out. 
So until next time, be happy, be well. Be well.